0: In the Casa, uh, Oklahoma, where the winds come, sweeping down the plane, Twisters blow away your kingdom. Noise from the sooner state, Feel it in your eardrum. Way past the beginning, and we are nowhere near done. <laughs> My goodness, I'm nice with it. You can snap back, hold your hat, this I wine, fitting. Getting filled up off your hate as if I need it. Why it takes on eating lighter, people say I did it. You didn't know? Hit the road, dog cities, hit me spitting flows. Hey. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical hey. spiritual, lyrical, miracle, the imbecile. Come on, going harder than a tombstone wow. here lies in a method that never saw his doom though uh. joints only fire but iq yo hey. rocking like a boosom for a but what do you Come know oh and, and welcome to outsiders green country soccer podcast my name is mario and i'm the co-host of this episode my other co-host david he's here how you doing david
1: we're good how you doing tonight mario
0: I'm um, doing pretty good. It's just been a busy week. Crazy yeah. weather's in Oklahoma, like we always talk about.
1: Yeah, it's sunshiny one week, snow and ice the next week.
0: Oh man, um, yet again we're gonna go start it on the MLS side this time. Big
1: game, big uh,
0: Austin FC game. And your team won five to one, man. Oh, How I'm does that feel? Hey, ten
1: goals in two games. I got my Los Verde scarf on right now. Okay. Can't eat that.
0: Okay. Fifty-nine percent possession. Um, to their forty-one. Um, they had eight shots on goal and six of them on target. Miami had 13 shots on goal and six on target.
1: That sounds like some of that FC Tulsa quality shooting we had last year.
0: Six shots on goal for Austin, and they got five goals out of that? Man, that's great. Yep, you can't beat that. And that was a good match, and... um. Speaking of MLS size, uh, my team, we won 1-0. Carl Gills, he, he got fouled, and VAR looked at it, and um they gave him a, uh, the penalty, and he converted it as well. So we hey. won that match 1-0. That goal's a goal, baby. Any other matches that you saw on MLS this week? Uh, I didn't get
1: a, I didn't get a lot of viewing in on MLS this weekend.
0: The other match that um shocked me and was hoping that they're going to destroy uh, San Jose, but um Columbus tied 3 to 3 against them. That was another goal fest this week.
1: I, I was a little worried about San Jose. I mean, they lost their heart and soul and Wando he retired. I think they're still re- being, rebuilding a little bit. Move on from the Wando.
0: Are, are you talking about Oklahoma Zone Wando right there? Yeah, that was a good match. We're talking about USL. Um, what games of the week? Um, you interested in watching?
1: Man, I my big game of the week, besides the FC Tulsa game, of course, is Colorado Springs Switchbacks hosting defending champion at Orange County SC against one of the I believe one of the most improved and exciting squads in Colorado Springs.
0: What match do you think on the week that's going to be like the biggest upset? of
1: Biggest upset of the week, I have Memphis beating Pittsburgh, 901, probably the closest team to us in geographical location, so maybe our new rival, I don't know, yeah. Memphis 901. I, I think they're just going to come out and they're hosting Pittsburgh. I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh, but I will say this, I think Dane Kelly will get his 100th goal in that game. He's got 99 regular season USL championship goals coming into that game. I think he'll, he'll get his 100th goal, but they won't win.
0: If we have to do a prediction, what what match do you think would be the like murder on the week? It's be like a goal fest for one team.
1: This team's known for scoring goals. I think Sam Moar will get at least two goals in Phoenix beating Monterey Bay.
0: All right. I'm no longer sharing my notes with you because you copied two out of <laughs> two out of my three. <laughs> <laughs> my must-watch match of the week has to be San Antonio versus um Detroit City FC. It's
1: gonna be a good one.
0: I think it's the newcomers against um, some seasoned veterans, NASL veterans. Yes, Harry, yeah. I'm talking about your team. I think that's going to be a must-watch other than FC Tulsa, of course. Yeah, that's going to be a good match. My big upset will be um, Colorado versus the defending champions. They're still on on track to score plenty of goals like they did last year. I think a Colorado good match.
1: Springs scored seven goals in their last preseason
0: match yes get to watch that one my gold fest just like yours it's gonna be phoenix over uh, monterey uh, welcome to the league monterey but i'm um, playing phoenix and <laughs> phoenix as well yes speaking of usl we have and talking about fc tulsa it was a good weekend this week it was pretty windy over there and um <laughs>
1: that, that, that's an understatement
0: especially if you're anywhere near the dust it, we, <laughs> you had a mouthful of that <laughs> oh man it was a it was a good match you know we got to see our team live, actually, finally. It was a good lineup that they put out there. It looked like it was going to be like a first team lineup. Uh, they had Warmel, Bradley in defense, Captain Bradley, uh, Rodriguez, uh, Fenwick, um, Chewick, Gabby Torres, Libo the uh, Costa, Suarez, and Rivas, and William on top. It was a pretty good lineup.
1: Yeah, really strong looking lineup. They, man, it was just such a windy day. It was playing havoc with everything. So. Uh,
0: First half, we were with the wind, but uh, I know the second half we um, we were against it. You can see it on the field as well. But um, on that first um first half, in the fifth minute, Suarez had a laser shot. Um, the goalie Macintosh um, for Sporting Kansas City two, he had a great save on that one.
1: Right, he's a quality goalie too.
0: And then um, JJ Williams, he had a couple good headers right in front of the goal, but um. Yeah, I guess he's going to get the ball really good enough. Yeah,
1: he'll he'll, he'll get those lined in. I, I have no doubt in that. It just, like I said, I mean, the ball, you couldn't even put it down for a spot kick. It, the wind was just blowing so bad. So I it was just playing havoc with the whole game.
0: Man, um, one player that got me excited, he's a new player, Gabi Torres. Oh, my God. He's playing pretty good. He did a couple of good crosses to uh, J.J. Williams as well.
1: Yeah, I, I know a couple of our 918 Brigade members, they were really – you know, they didn't know what to expect with Matt Sheldon being gone, but I think Gabby Torres fit in just perfect.
0: Unfortunately, some sad news. Um, Bradley Bourgeois, he got a knock in the 30th minute. He got substituted out. We will miss him. Hopefully he can get a speedy recovery and come back because we're going to need him in the season.
1: Yes, that'll that was that'll, that'll be a big blow if he doesn't come back. But I think we got some, you know, Mateus Silvas came in and he, he looked pretty good back there. They moved uh, Ronald Rodriguez over to the wing and, and Silva came in and he filled in pretty good.
0: Like we said, that second half, um, we were against the wind and we couldn't really do anything. Like any crosses, we were trying. Dario Cyrus had a couple of good shots. Um, I know they substituted um the cost out and also substituted um Suarez in the ending as well. Unfortunately, Sporting Kansas City got in a breakthrough and um, um our goalie came out of the goal and passed the ball out and had a free goal.
1: Yeah, that that was just a little bit of a dip defensive miscue in his preseason they'll get that worked out but oh, yeah. it was a really solid game except for that one little part for us so
0: yeah
1: quality things to look forward to i mean i was really excited when Machuka came in down that left side he would just look real quick and he created some chaos on that left side so I'm really looking forward to him and this season
0: that was a good match but I, I really wasn't upset after i found out that louisville um they got beat by st louis the mls next team so if they're gonna no. be this preseason it really doesn't matter it's just about chemistry uh performing and showing who really wants to be on the first starting lineup so
1: yeah get some get some game time together
0: oh yeah and the more game time they can get you know we're actually playing mls and usl competition so it's gonna be pretty good
1: and that way a good good turnout by the 918 brigade and 83 united.
0: We're all we're all one supporters group, you know, um, you know, we're going to be out always supporting the team. Yeah, we got Charleston Battery coming up. Yes, we do. Saturday.
1: Yeah. Really quality squad. It's kind of Charleston's a very historical squad too. I mean, this is I believe the 30th year of professional soccer. Yep, that's true. You know, they uh won the USL Championship in 2012 and they were actually US Open Cup runner-up in 20 20- 2008, real quality squad. I think in the history of the USL Championships, which I think dates back into. 2011 th- last year was the first year they missed the playoffs they finished with 10 wins and 15 losses seven draws 37 points last year playing in the atlantic conference you know they got they got some really key veteran players coming in i mean joe kuzminski and goal you know he's got he's got 89 games played for the charleston battery with 28 clean sheets so very veteran presence and goal for them
0: can't forget about matt sheldon
1: yeah they got matt sheldon yeah big pickup from rfc tulsa Matt, Matt's got 90 professional games in the USL championship. And then he got his first two professional goals last year with us. And a uh, big pickup was Ford Augustine Williams. He's played 128 USL championship games, got 37 goals and 11 assists. But they brought back Leland Archer, who's a very, one of the, actually the USL named him one of their top 10 defenders today. And uh, they brought back Romero Piggott and uh, Neek, uh, might be mispronounced his name, Neek Daly. And also brought in Aiden Apodeca, which is, he's a real big pickup, you know. He's played 61 games, got 11 goals in those 61 games. So they got quite a few uh, attacking players that, you know, we got to watch out for on Saturday.
0: Good thing we do too. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, it's going to be exciting, man. I can't wait. And then the home openers next week after that. That's going to be a game right there yes it will be we can't wait and we were invited to the legion podcast so we might be maybe on there next week yes, uh, yes. talking to um kayler hodges
1: i don't know if you uh caught the news today but uh danny cruz the head coach of louisville announced that cam lancaster's got a major injury and he's gonna be out for several weeks oh wow so yeah that's a big loss for louisville
0: speaking of um the usl and other teams with our schedule for fc tulsa have you um seen which month is gonna be like the most crucial months that we're gonna have this season
1: man it- to me, it's always the June, July months that to me, that's, you know, it's always hot in Tulsa. And I think if we can, you know, our, our players get acclimated to the weather here, you know, get those two really hot months. I think if we can, you know, take away a lot of points in those months, I think we can push towards the playoffs
0: for me. Um, It's March and April. Um, The reason why is, you know, it's the beginning of the games. Everybody's still kind of getting their chemistry going. But on March, uh, we're playing the Battery, um, Legion. We're going to be playing San Diego and Republic ending the month of March. And then on April, we're going to be having New York Red Bulls too. We don't know what team that's going to be this time. (laughs) Um, Open Cup match, hopefully against the Athletics. Um, We're going to be playing Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Tampa, and ending with switchbacks. So those um those two months for me is going to be like we really need to get as much points as we can. You know, the ties are great, but, you know, wins are even better. They yeah. didn't
1: do us with our uh, non-Eastern Conference schedule. They didn't do us any favors. I mean, no. San Diego and Sacramento, you know, El Paso, Colorado Springs, Orange County, defending champion Orange County, San that's, Antonio.
0: And that's going to be a great um, away game against um, Orange County. That's May the 13th, I think it is. Yep,
1: May thirteenth. Got New Mexico coming here too. I mean, it's just yep. they they didn't do us any favors with our non-conference schedule.
0: Speaking of Western Conference, I think you have some some notes, some hot spicy notes on those. I,
1: I, I got I got one hot take. This is okay. my Western Conference hot take.
0: All right, we're
1: ready. My Western Conference final prediction. Oh Yes, going to be Colorado Springs. Okay. Versus San Antonio.
0: San Antonio. Yeah. you're buttering up to harry (laughs) no
1: no i'm not buttering up i just they got a real they got three really good goalkeepers and they got some solid defense and you know justin dillon who's their up front striker i really like him i think they're going to be really tough and then colorado springs man they they could score at the drop of a hat last year but they added a very good goalkeeper in jeff caldwell from hartford and i think he's gonna mean the world to him back there and i think they're just going to one of the toughest teams in the league in the western conference so yeah that's my spicy take right there i'm sorry phoenix fans sacramento fans orange county fans those are my two choices for the western conference final
0: now because you have the final i gotta ask for the prediction for the score line on that one
1: san antonio two to one.
0: Oh man
1: yeah yeah they've, had, they've got a good little academy down there they produce produced two Two really good play, young players so that's
0: a great prediction i'm i'm not doing any prediction i'm not even going to ask you what your prediction for batteries is because <laughs> i have kind of like a superstitious about that you know you predict something it's going to come out the opposite direction
1: <laughs> I, I i wait till after devin kerr makes his prediction
0: okay. on our games then okay. i go
1: opposite of him so okay um the usl actually put up their first power rank
0: yes i saw that um, um you want to talk to me about that yeah, uh,
1: number 10 was El Paso. Oh, wow. Yeah, locomotive. They We, we know playoff drama with them. So. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, number nine was Sacramento Republic, which, you know, I think that's a little high for them, actually. I,
0: I
2: do, mean, too. They had,
1: they had an off year. I mean, they had that whole buildup to go to MLS, and it fell through. And last year, they kind of – I think they were a little flat there, but, you know, Cameron Owasso retired. And I think they'll be good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think they're number nine good. Uh, number eight was the Miami FC, which I think that was a little low on them. I think you need to watch out for them. Uh, number seven is San Diego Loyal, which, yeah, they're making a little news with their latest signing. We we won't get into that, but, yeah, yeah, kind of he's kind of a black mark on the league I, I feel. Um, number six was the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Number five is San Antonio FC. Number four is Phoenix Rising. Number three is Louisville City FC. Number two is Tampa Bay Rowdies. And number one team in the first USL Championship Power Rankings is the Orange County SC, the defending champion.
0: I, I can see that. You know, you always got to keep the champs up top. Hey, there's the chance
1: until someone beats them. So. Yep, that's correct. Can you guess where FC Tulsa was?
0: Kind of cheated on this one. We already talked about it earlier on a, <laughs> a little private message. But if I had to guess, 15?
1: Yes, right there, <laughs> number 15, yes.
0: Um, What do you think about that? Do you think that was fair, a little bit too low, or?
1: Man, I, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah. with it. I mean, right there in the middle, right there in playoff position, Um, it gives us something to shoot for as a team to, you know, improve on and I think I think there's a few people sleeping on us, so I think the defensive additions we made are going to be really really big. Yes. And you know, you know, I, I really like the strikers we had last year, Jason Johnson and Marlon. But just you know, seeing JJ Williams for the first time. Oh, I, I mean, we saw him last year with Birmingham, but seeing him the first time playing for Tulsa this weekend. You know, he looks like he's going to. He's gonna score some goals for us. And you know, Brian Brown looked good when he came in too. You know, he did. Chico looked good. And you know, I just I just saw a little bit of him playing. I didn't realize he was out there, but uh O'Binwall looked good too in the middle. Yep. He looked yeah, he I think he came off for uh, Chewick and it was just it just both of them seemed pretty good, defensive minded players and seemed to flow pretty good.
0: I'm just super excited about this game, man. Yeah, hey, I'm super excited. I, I just can't wait, man.
1: Yes, yes, and um if you still need to get tickets for the first uh, home match, uh, go to fc or dot com or call nine one eight two nine seven six eight zero eight and get your tickets. We, you know, I think we're going to give away some free tickets on the nine one eight Brigade Twitter. Um, I think we're having a raffle giveaway next week for, I think, four tickets. So check check out Twitter nine one eight Brigade twitter
0: page also facebook as well we just opened that up so Uh, i mean but
1: uh, let's try to get one of especially section 115 is packed as much as
0: possible if you're proud of living in tulsa you know you love local soccer and you want to you know support this great team you know want the opposing team to know that we mean business this is our uh, this is our dungeon you know it's our what they call a blue hell in kansas city we'll call this (laughs) a gold hell (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Playing in a baseball stadium, but there's not really a bad seat there. I mean, the way they uh, adjusted the pitch a couple years ago, every seat's pretty good there. So, I mean, let's, let's go Tulsa. Let's fill it up. Yes.
0: Talking about um local soccer. Um, We, last week we talked about, you know, Tulsa Athletics. We have Rain FC in Bartlesville. but hey, I'm, I'm
1: also- going to correct you real quick. It's Tulsa Athletic. They, they don't like for you to call them the Athletics.
0: <laughs> like like you said, Tulsa Athletic um, and then Rain FK from Bartlesville. And we also have another amateur slash semi-pro yep. soccer team, um, Side 92 FC. They play in UPSL yep. uh, for their men's team and their women's team. They play in the UWS United Women's Soccer League. Yep, correct. And um, they're actually having tryouts here shortly um, for the men's side on Saturday, March 12th. They're having it at the West Bank Sports Complex on Field 2 and 3. Um, the cost to tryout is $25. Practices mm-hmm. are going to be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The address is um, 3625th East Illwood Avenue, and it's open from any kid from 15 years old and up. Yep, I think you're going to go try out, aren't you? Oh, no. My, <laughs> I will <won't laughs> be playing soccer, but at Soccer City. Um, <laughs> but maybe Josh could. Yes, go Josh. Oh, yes. But um, also the women are having a tryouts as well on Sunday, April 3rd from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. for the first session. And then they're going to have a second session from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Case Community River Cities Parks on Field 10. And also, just like the men, they're going to be having from high school and up. And the address is 2500 South River City Road at Sand Springs. Mm-hmm. If you know anybody or if you really want to go check out your skills, you know, and come support the team, you know, the men's side were the champions last year. And um, the women are really good, too. Have you ever checked out any of the games before?
1: I uh, know. I haven't. I haven't got a chance to see any of their, their stuff. I mean, I've, I've been to a few athletic games, but never, never side FC 92. Sounds like it's a good time, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Sounds like,
1: sounds like some pretty talented teams.
0: And if you want any more information about them, um, their email site is side, S-I-D-E-F-C, 92.com. Check them out. You have all their registration forms. They have all their information, their scheduling. If you have kids that um, are looking for a place to play soccer, you know, um, competitive or, you know, recreational, you know, check them out as well.
1: Speaking of other local sides, uh, Paul Athletic, and Rain FK, the NPSL hasn't released their schedules yet. Uh, I think it's going to be real soon. Other NPSL teams have gotten their schedule so i think they're probably releasing the next couple of days
0: more local soccer to watch super excited to watch a couple of the rain and now side 92 i know you're going to be probably attending a couple of tulsa athletic matches as well i might know? catch one or two of them yeah
1: I, th- I think they're going to be playing a different venue though this year so they haven't announced it yet but i think the athletic are going to say and you know they play used to play at veterans park there, are the downtown but i think they're going to change their venue this year
0: Last year, they played at the Union Middle School, right? At the Union um, Complex? No, I
1: think I think they were still at the Veterans Park. I, I caught one game the against when they played the Imps of Oklahoma City.
0: I thought um, at, it must have Veterans been the Park. playoffs that yeah, they played think, over
1: there. I think they moved it to a bigger facility so they could actually have stands and stuff for the playoffs. All right, UFC Tulsa fans, we got a special guest with us here tonight. Um, FC Tulsa head coach Michael Encian. Michael, uh, coach took over team on June 2018 he's the third coach in FC Tulsa Tulsa Roughneck history also the all-time winningest coach in FC Tulsa history welcome to the show coach
2: well thank you for having me looking forward to a good discussion tonight before we before I hit the road in the morning so looking looking forward to a good talk here
1: yes yes um first time playing Charleston battery how do you feel about them?
2: Well, at, at the moment, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that new coach, um, you know, obviously he brought in his own players for the most part, kept some. So I think early in the season with no real video and things of the other team, it's mostly going to be about us. So um, what they do and what they present, the problems they cause, it'll be us um, on the fly solving some of those problems, but more importantly, uh, it's going to be. Uh, evidence of everything that we've done in preseason and putting that out on display.
1: Great. Um, uh, Captain Bradley, Bruce Wall, had an injury there at the end of the beginning of the Sporting KC2 match. Any update on Captain?
2: Yeah, uh, obviously it took a, a little knock, nothing too serious, but uh, just preventative measures. Hopefully he's back 100% as soon as possible. Uh, but, you know, just we have to make sure it's early in the season. And we have to make sure uh, guys are ready to endure a, a long uh, East Coast, uh, Eastern Co- Conference season. So um, we're just we're just going to take it day by day with him and make sure that he's ready to play.
1: Awesome, that's great to hear. Um, this is your third year here in Tulsa. You're a native Toulson. Um You've seen the switch over from the Tulsa Roughnecks to the FC Tulsa. How do you feel about the growth of the organization as a whole?
2: yeah, I think what we can say is we're going the right direction. Um, and just regards to the team, you know, um, in the early days as an assistant, you know, you'd see some good players uh, pop up and we'd we bring in some have a good run of talent, and then those those players would disappear in the following year. I think one thing we've been able to do uh, over the last few seasons is have some continuity, which if you look at any team that's won anything, you have to have those guys that, know how the club works and how the coach works so uh work club that's headed the right direction 100 percent.
1: awesome yeah that's one thing i've noticed as a fan from the early days of the club i've noticed that you built a great foundation here for tulsa we we as fans really appreciate that
2: yeah and i know the uh the players do too i just like the the fans want people they identify with um i know players want consistency in their own lives you know it's not like uh We have a bunch of 20-something-year-olds. You know, the guys are senior, a lot of senior players. They don't want to be bouncing around every year. They want to know uh, who they're working with and what the expectations are and and to understand and know the city. Uh, So I I think we have that with a good core of guys. And, you know, they want to represent not just the club well, but the city as well.
1: Yeah, I don't know if the USL did this on purpose, but the first game you play is the Charleston Battery. You get to play against one of our old hands and Matt Sheldon (laughs) Yeah. In the second game, we get to play Marlone.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think when you look at our schedule, I think there's a there's a ton of storylines. And they, they definitely didn't do us any favors on the, the out of conference matches. It, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun grind this year. But uh it, always good to see former players and hopefully have some success. Not not against us, but uh, when they go out and play other games. Matt was uh man a loyal player uh, for a number of years, you know, and he you can see the growth and improvement that he made from his time uh, here, and hopefully he continues that at Charleston. He continues the success uh, that he's had over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, that, that's one thing I've noticed um, from the earlier teams, the Roughneck teams. Once the guy left Tulsa, we really didn't hear from him again much, many of the players, but, you know, the last few years, some of the guys that came in and left, you've, you've heard that they moved on to other teams, USL or other, national league. So it's great to see that caliber player coming here to Tulsa.
2: Yeah. And, and hopefully that's, uh that's the quality of players that we're bringing in. And it's hopefully that's also part of our environment and players that when they get here, they continue to develop and grow and kind of find their niche and improve. Um, you know, I think I don't want this to be a situation where players come in and then, you know, they're never heard of again. If they decide that they want to try something different, they can find success anywhere because they've been in Tulsa and they've, uh, they've had good fan support and they've had a good um, supporting cast around them and they hopefully the coaches have improved them as well. So uh, I think it's always a positive.
1: Speaking of developing players, we've uh, had a growing youth academy system which um, I know some of the younger guys got to be a part of the traveling road teams last year getting that experience. How, how does our academy players look this year?
2: Yeah, I think we continue to find the right niche and balance. You know, we're a club that's built to, to win games and, and to try to push and get to the playoffs and go as far as we can and finding the right opportunities for these players to uh, not just train with us, to find moments to travel and get the professional experience. And then ultimately the goal is for them to play. Uh, so it's, it's important that they, they get those experiences early in preseason and know what it's like just to have a taste for it. And then uh, then they have to compete uh, for the season. You know, I, I tell those guys all the time is uh, congratulations, but don't the, the hard work is now started. You know, it's not about just being a part of the club. It's about trying to um, establish yourself and improve and and then contribute uh, ultimately to the club and become a, a real professional. Hey, Mariano, you got anything for coach?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you, and you were talking about the players. Um, we got 11 returning players and we have, I think it's 15 um, new players on our team. And um, I just wanted to ask, I know a lot of people have been asking for this, but um, which of the new players that have um, experience in the USL are, we should be looking out for? And also, which one of the, it could be academy players or another new player in our team that we should, there's a star on the rise.
2: Uh, that's perfect. Um, I think if, if you you know, as supporters, you guys watch a lot of our games and kind of see where, where we've been successful in areas that we need to improve. Uh, obviously, we, we scored a lot of goals over the last couple of years, some some great goals and uh, great team goals, individual goals. And what we've always been trying to improve on the last few years is just our defensively. And that's just, um, you know, to, to push and to try to be a champion, you have to limit the goals conceded. So we've made a push this year and to bring in some defenders that we feel like uh, can help sure those things up. A um, lot of impressive players, but so far the guys that have, you know, uh, kind of adapted really quickly is uh, Gabriel Torres, the left back. Um, he's a guy that um, you, just, you just mentioned, Matt Sheldon. <laughs> he's a guy that just has that kind of engine that's nonstop, and he has a lot of technical qualities as well. So. He's going to be exciting for people to watch because 90-plus minutes, you're going to see him running up and down the field on the left side. Um, Another player with good experience is uh, Arturo. Arturo played against him when he was at Colorado, and then uh, he was at RGV last year. A a huge presence uh, in the back. Um, He's going to win every aerial duel, basically, and he's he's a great athlete for being 6'3 or 6'4". Um, So he can cover a lot of ground, you know, whereas um, forwards in this league, typically either they're quicker than center backs or sometimes they're more powerful. So you won't meet too many people that's as big as um, Arturo and as athletic. He's not just big and kind of slow. He's actually very mobile. So we look forward to getting him onboarded and adjusted within the group. Um, He's he's he had a little bit of an injury early in the preseason that he was dealing with, but he's seemed like he's about a hundred percent, uh, at this point. And then, uh, on the attacking end, you know, uh, no, no, uh, not to, we, we've had a lot of great talents that have come through, uh, a signature striker, like just that focal point, you know, we we've used Rodrigo as a false nine at times and he's done well there and he can do that. But a focal point, that's a striker, uh, something maybe that we haven't quite had over the last few years. Um, JJ Williams and Brian Brown are, are two players that a hundred percent can score goals in this league um, and not just score goals. They can link attack, you know, they're uh, they're strong and can hold the ball and, and can, you know, and can invite pressure and then use our midfielders and wingers to, to kind of to let them score goals, which we know they can, but they can get it on their own as well. So uh, happy to have that addition of uh, two elite-level strikers, and then uh, on the on the young side, on the the academy guys come through. I think the guys that have been the most consistent, you know, Jesus has been just kind of growing over the last couple of years. And head down works hard, uh, gets along with everyone, soaks everything up from uh, from from the older players, and you know, he has a, a huge amount of potential uh, to grow into and a future, I think a future left back of the club. And then uh, hopefully his goals are even to go, continue to go further than that. So uh, hopefully, you know, we, we have a, it's a lot of competition there with Corrales and uh, Gabriel Torres, of course, but hopefully he takes from them. And when his opportunity comes, he, he runs with it.
0: Um, David, do you have any other questions or we, should we go to the FC Tulsa fans um, questions?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and go to the fan questions.
0: All right, go ahead and start first.
1: Uh, I don't
0: have them in front of me. You got them? Yeah, I got mine. So I got one from. You might know this person, Angela Chartier. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's asking. Um, what is uh, what is um, your expectations for this year's team?
2: Yeah, I think uh, when you look at the squad, I would say uh, I think we've gone out in the off season and just really gone after the things that we needed to do to improve the squad. So it wasn't really about. Um, names on paper or anything like that it was like what what are our exact needs uh we needed some strikers we needed some to improve in center backs and we needed depth in uh in the midfield and we went out and got the players that we wanted that fit our profile so uh for us last two years getting to the playoffs i would call that success especially for a club that's you know looking to become like perennial contenders and winners I think it's, it's not always easy to jump from not going to the playoffs to, to going back to back, but uh, we continue to want to take steps forward. So um, every team will start the season saying they want to win a championship. You know, one team will get to do that, and everyone else would have hopefully achieved some other things. But uh, we think we can take a step further than just being a playoff team. Uh, we wanted to do that last year. We got a lot of experience from uh, going away and playing at Tampa last year. Um we feel like we've lost some we lost some points last year that maybe could have got us a home uh, home playoff game. We just need to learn to be uh, more consistent. And I think the experienced players will help us do that. So uh, just to continue to improve, take a, take another step, get to the playoffs and take another step and then one game at a time after that.
0: Um, second question. This one's asked for my brother, Danny. Um, he asked, what's your favorite stadium and that you've coached or have ever been at?
2: Oof, uh, ever been to, I, I would say, um, I think just because of the experience, I I went to, um, I went to a Champions League game, and it was uh, Real Madrid and sporting in Portugal, and it was, um, and it was Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, time coming back to play in that stadium, and I thought that was uh, an amazing experience, and, you know, just to see how he was, he was actually frozen. Like he is almost like he was in awe of being back in his hometown or where he's from, where he grew up playing. And, um, but it was just, it was an amazing experience to see him in that environment. And it was, it was kind of an electric night um, coaching wise so far, I would say, you know, uh, Louisville is top in terms of like stadium quality and, and um, they have a great support. I think it was almost 10,000 or so in the game, that we played them last and we had a, a good one victory against them. So, and, you know, and they were really, we we're really up against it and their fans are really getting at us. And of course there's a, a little, a little back and forth with me and the other coach. So I, I think that's a, a, a rivalry that's up and coming.
0: Oh, yes. I remember that one. <laughs> um, we also have um, Scott Grizzle. He's one of the boardmen, uh, board members on um, 83 United. He asks, what is the biggest or smallest uh, change you've made for the same season? And also, have you seen Ted Lasso yet? <laughs> uh, the,
2: the the biggest change, I would say, um, you know, any time you're looking to adapt uh, multiple players into a back line is is the biggest challenge. I mean, we have um, between Gabby, Mateus, um, Ronald, you know, um, there there's like quite a few guys that can go in there and compete for a starting position. Um, it takes continuity, you know, to kind of work out a starting pair of center backs in the back line. So that's that's probably going to, it's what was needed, but it's going to be a big challenge and also a uh, language barrier, you know, with those guys, you know, a couple of Brazilians and then Spanish speaking guys. And then we have our guys that speak English. So of course communication is important in defense. So hopefully we can get everyone on the same page. Uh, as soon as possible on that end that lasso I was um, I was anti for a long for a long time people would always ask me if I watched it but I I finally broke down and and got a few episodes in
0: you know I actually am the same way I thought it was about (laughs) um, Tottenham Hotspur and I was like you know why would I watch that for (laughs) and then Angela Porter she's like you should watch it do me a favor just watch it it's great and then I got on Twitter and I said, you know, why would I watch Ted Lasso? And then the creator of Ted Lasso said, you should watch it. Or you're banned from watching Scrubs ever again. I was like, no, I'll watch it. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. He out? Yeah, he oh, wow. did. But wow. um, it's funny, man. It's, it was a great show. It got me hooked. I told Angela, I was like, we got to get Apple TV and we got to watch it immediately.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I watched quite a bit. I didn't like go all the way through it, but I watched enough to know that it's uh it's a good show. It has some good some good storylines in it and things like that and and actually some of the the characters you, you do see those in the team. Yep.
0: Yeah. And um uh, Bonnie Duran she asked what would you like from the supporters?
2: Oh wow. That's a great question. Uh I I would say one, you know, it's a, it's important that uh the 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 players that they just, they know that they're well supported in terms of like, you know, it's difficult. The season is difficult. The USL is difficult. If there's a lot of ups and downs. It's just, um, you know, uh, always just to have the the players backs and to continue to whatever's going on with them to can, continue to be loud and to push them and encourage them. Uh, I think I feel like our fans over the last year or so, you can just see the the growth in, I would say intellect and learning like, the match moments. I feel like last year the fans were in tune with what was happening in the match, and they sensed moments. And they like when we were on top of a team that were encouraging, or the other team uh, were having a moment, we're defending, they were kind of lifting us. I thought I, th- I feel like the relationship uh, between the fans and the and the players just in that di- dynamic is 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 huge. Um, as a a soccer fan myself, I mean I, I'd like to continue to maybe some more like individual chance and things like that. We've had some players that have been around two, three years now. And uh, I, I mean, I think that they deserve their own individual type chance and things like that. So they just really continue to feel um, not just popular, but like a really part of the fabric of this club. And uh, as we continue to go forward, they feel like, you know, uh, they're encouraged that they're, they're one, they're one of their Tulson. So, I think those type of things like just the individual cheers for some of these guys. And we have like got local guys and things like that. I think we can be uh, really creative about how we introduce and uh, how do we support the players.
0: All right. Did you hear that David? we got to start new chance for all the local players. Um, we got to start that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, David, you have another question?
1: Um, Yeah. I just, you know, You know, I think it's great that you built your coaching staff, too, how you built your coaching staff. I know uh, Coach Rickett's been with you for a while, and then, you know, you brought Coach Vukovic and uh, and Captain Cyprian back as a coach, too. I just think that's amazing how you brought back former players to uh, be a part of your organization.
2: Yeah, you know, I think as this club continues to grow and go forward, I mean, it's easy to, like – get big and 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 not easy to win, but it's easy to kind of lose uh, sight of what you want the club to be. Me being a Tulsa native, I'm all about, you know, the loyalty and, you know, and guys that have been with the club thick and thin. And of course, there were definitely thin, thin times and thin moments. And to have players like Vuko and Sip that have kind of lived in those moments and seen the progression, they kind of know the, the history and what this club is about, you know, and it's like, you know, those are guys that don't take it for, for granted. Those aren't just hired mercenaries. Those are guys that, that love the club and the city and want the best thing uh, for it. So uh, I think it's important that you keep guys that really understand what we're trying to do and build here.
1: And I think my, my last question or statement to you is um, How did it feel to win two wrenches in a row? I know we're not playing for the wrench this year, but how did it feel to win two in a row?
2: Man, it was uh, one a relief, you know. It's like you know, early on, uh, when they were, they just kind of had that advantage over us. When I was an assistant in, in those times, um, it it really became a big part of like my my objective as a coach. And it's like you know, playoffs is one thing, and winning is one thing, but you want to be the best team in your in your in your state, you know. And that's something like <laughs> you have to get done. So. It, it was a huge, I think it's just a turnaround in the club and you could just see the directions that the clubs were going. Uh, and I think we're going forward and, you know, they kind of stuttered a bit and then, you know, they are where they are now. But um, I think for us, it's just kind of shown that we're continuing to go higher and further. And um, man, it's I, just the, the joy on the, the players' faces. I mean, those are the moments that, you know, I'll never forget.
1: Well, Coach, I appreciate your time. Mariano, you got anything else for Coach?
0: Man, um, I'll, all I got to tell you, Coach, is I've, I've been supporting this team since the beginning, before we even have a team. And um, I just want to thank you. Thank you for everything you do. For us supporters, for the city of Tulsa, you're, like you said, you're one of our own. You know, you're a Tulsa native. You were born here. Um, you're just being a big role model for all the youth here in town, you know, not just minority, but all youth. Um, You've done everything, you know, you went from all the way from playing for, what was it, Tulsa, um, what was your academy team, I forgot, I'm so sorry.
2: That um, I was coaching or playing? Playing. Uh, I played for my dad's club, Tulsa Thunder, back in Tulsa the day. Tulsa Thunder, yep. Yeah.
0: You were playing for Tulsa Thunder, you know, you went to Dayton, you got your um, BA in business, you know, you went and played for LA Galaxy Reserve, you Portland Timbers, you got picked up by them. You also played for Nigeria under 23 in 2003. Um, I remember in 2018, when you became an assistant coach <laughs> after the game, we talked afterwards and uh, it was, it was a good time. And you said, you know, you're going to be the coach. And I was, I had your back ever since and I'm going to have your back, you know, 9 A brigade and also 83 United. So I going to be supporting you through thick and thin, win, lose, or draw, man. And just thank you for everything you've done, man. You've been a role model even to myself.
2: Um, I appreciate that, man. It's been, you know, I, in all, all facets of life, it's always a journey, man. Like football has been quite a journey for me. It's taken me places that I know I wouldn't have ever gotten to see. Maybe even college, who knows? But uh, but it's taken me all over the world and back uh, back home again. And you know, every night, every home game is a is a joy for me. It's a great experience for me. Uh, like you said, win, lose, or draw, I just try to live in each moment, and know that I give my best uh, for this club every time I'm on the field and off the field. Uh, and that that'll never change. So, looking forward to another great season and uh, a lot of a lot of points and a lot of wins in front of our supporters.
1: Got anything else, David? I uh, just appreciate your time, coach, and safe travels to South Carolina
2: all right man appreciate it man hopefully get out of here before this weather comes oh yes <laughs> yeah all right thanks guys You're
0: welcome thank you. talk to you later
2: bye. bye
0: oh man um i have nothing else so you i'm good buddy all right well thank everybody for listening to this um please do me a favor share this like it um give us a rating on there um if you don't like it you know send us a message um Send us um, on Twitter, on Facebook. Other than that, man, y'all have a good night and vamos, Tulsa. Vamos, Tulsa.
2: About the block and kick it on, the I'm from my hot hell of poverty, what cops are killing. The youth are in to lock their prison, gotta get from Randis living. I hold my own, and I don't even gotta crone. I caught the block, mama, oldest acting like he grown. Now peep the logic. Got a heap of problems, yeah. a mathematician. You see, I gotta keep it honest. A yeah. past offensive yeah. from a childhood, a force you to forfeit. Turn snitch across over source work for corporate. The hardship is not marked for fake artists. Barking the art seek astrologist, a start to your rocket ship. Soon as I change styles, the moment that y'all pocket it. Prophet's eyes, prophesize, giant size, dollar clips for blessings. There ain't no way contested for us. Outsiders charging 20 a session. Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through, put some questions on my mental. forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view, forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through, put some questions on my mental. forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through,
0: I left that in the rear view. <laughs> yeah, uh, outside. outside is.